Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 178 of Longbox Heroes After Dark. Todd? Yes? This is one of the first times that I didn't just, like, kind of spring it on us when the show was starting. I like when you spring it on me. I get so, you know, verklempt. Right. Who was the... God damn it. Who was the thing where it was like, oh, uh, they'll... Oh, uh, the pounce on you, the leap on you. Was this like a thing from an Austin Powers movie? What? I don't know. It's in my head. I'm sure it is. Things are a little foggy, Todd. Uh-oh. Uh, so, uh, over the weekend, uh, after we started, uh, uh, after we recorded the shows last week, my broken tooth that I had, that I had a temporary crown put on, Mm-hmm. Start hurting real bad. Uh oh. And I could only sleep at night by curling my hand up into a fist, mm-hmm. pushing that fist into my jaw, and laying down like that. Okay. As you may or may not realize, a not a comfortable way to sleep. I don't know. It sounds absolutely delightful to me. Right. So, uh, being that my wife is a dental hygienist, works for a doctor, etc., she was able to call in a couple favors and got me some Tylenol 3, the good kind with codeine in it. <laughs> oh, yes. Right. Uh, but also got me scheduled for a root canal. So, in between recording this and this episode going live, I will mm. have had a root canal. Oh, boy. Right. Now, everyone in the world, when I say root canal they're like oh boy you're you're in for it right Mm -hmm. whereas my wife who has had a root canal but it's been a long time ago works in the tooth industry tells (laughs) me it's not going to be that big of a deal is she doing it no 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 this is um like this is a different branch of the dental industry like when you go the executive the judicial and (laughs) right like did you did you have braces as a child, teenager? No, but I I had a retainer. Okay, so and not the kind with a lawyer. Like the, oh, I hated it. When you had a retainer, you didn't mm-hmm. go to your normal dentist. You went to the orthodontist. Yes. So, like when you would go for a cleaning, you wouldn't go to the orthodontist. You would go to your regular dentist. They they called them the general practitioner. Yeah, DDSs. Right. And then there's the ones that do the oral surgery, which they don't do the cleanings, they don't do anything with the orthodonture or the straightening of your teeth. They do mostly the pulling wisdom. out and drilling your teeth. Right, wisdom, except for cavities. Like, that's a regular dentist, right? right? Cavities is a filling, which is they mm-hmm. just make the little hole in whatever it is. Right. But when there's, like, ext- like even some dentist office will do a- an extraction, mm-hmm. but root canals and so on and so forth like the place that i'm going to on their business card (laughs) it says you know uh endodontic specialist the doctor's name and it said practice is limited to root canal and surgery only oh boy right on the card you know they're not fucking around that's right (laughs) now the other thing is i hope april's asleep or far oh, enough boy. away that she can't hear me on this one. Mm-hmm. So she says when I go, she goes, can you dress up a little bit? At least wear like a polo or a nice shirt. So you're not going there looking like a scumbag. I go, what? 
She goes, you'll be off work. I know how you dress on your days off. She goes, I don't need you going there making me look bad. Wow. Right. Is there a, I don't know. Can you put perfume on a pig, Joe? Can uh-huh. you? I'm going to put that bow tie in this pile of shit that is me, and we'll see how that works out. I've seen a picture of you in a suit. With a microphone in your hand. You look absolutely... You're the guy I want to give all my money to, to invest. Oh, speaking of which... Speaking of guys that you give money to, to invest... (laughs) Yeah? I was fed a bill of goods this past Monday night that did not come to fruition. And I sent a text message that came back unrequited. Mm -hmm. uh, That allegedly at some sort of, like, local business conference... Right. A certain man was going to be donning a certain spangly jacket for one night only, yet again. Oh, is that to, to, to draw a crowd? I don't know what the hell it was for. He's It's yet another scam he's running. Oh, I hear he's got a few. <laughs> oh, so, unrelated to any of this. Right, to all this bullshit that we've been doing so far. Right, so I did mail out the uh, pre-orders, because we did get the fancy pins in. Right, and I hear they look great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mailed a couple of them out, and um, if you were one of the people that pre-ordered the shirt and pin combination, you know, I was, when I do these, I always throw, like, a bunch of extra shit in the, the package, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if there's something extra, extra, send me a message, and I'll explain what's going on. Uh oh! Did you did you give did you send somebody the keys to your car? No, no. Okay. I don't want to incriminate myself. Just in, like I've already incriminated incriminated myself enough mm-hmm. to say that. But now you sent. Did you send the Spectroc shipment to the wrong customer? Mm, you're in the you're you're in the ballpark. <laughs> you're in the ballpark. So um. Longboxheroes.com store. The pins are available for immediate shipping. And the uh, the deal to get the pin and the shirt combo together with for a couple bucks off is only good until the end of the month. I don't think we mention that sort of stuff that often on the After Dark, but here we are. That's right. You know, people might like an, a pin anyway yes. if they only listen to the After Darks. Mm-hmm. There are people that only listen to After Dark. Uh, and hello to those people. Right. I can tell by who favorites and likes and retweets or whatever the hell you do on Twitter, uh, the main show versus uh, just this show. And you have a whole fucking spreadsheet of who does all that. That's one of the few things I don't have a spreadsheet on. I don't know. Just I'm keeping track. All right, good. Yeah. So, Todd, I had an agenda coming into this today outside of announcing what next week's uh, soon-to-be-named movie club subject thing is going to be. Right. Um, we had some significant celebrity passings over the last several days. You ain't kidding, brother. So, uh, was it Sunday night? Arlie Ermey passed away? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The great Arlie Ermey. Yes. Um... You know, whether you know him from Full Metal Jacket, you know him from being the commissioner in Seven. Frighteners. Uh, Frighteners, uh, Saving Silverman, of all things. Mm-hmm. Where he plays a gay fella. Yes. 
Uh, he was also the voice of Wildcat in the Justice League Unlimited cartoon. He was boxing his way through the Justice League Unlimited. R- right. Uh, they had, what the, uh, he was also the voice of, uh, Colonel Leslie Hap Hapablap in the <laughs> Sideshow Bob's Last Gleaming episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> that is a great name, by the way. <laughs> the one where he says, he's gonna tear you up like a Kleenex at a snot party. Oh, that's pretty good. But Arlie Ermey was, like, one of our, like, he was a great actor, but he was one of those great actors who was just great by being himself. That's right, and you know the story behind Full Metal Jacket, right? I do. Like, which is a great story. I mean, he was brought on as a consultant to do this, the, the drill sergeant shit, and and it was like, hey, can you write down a couple of lines? Can you show this guy how to do it? And the guy's doing it, and apparently Kubrick was, like, not digging it. And and he was showing him, like, how to do it. And he's like, just get in there and just get in there and do it. And, like, literally, I'm not a Kubrick guy. Um, I think Kubrick's good, but I think Kubrick's a little, and this is going to get me shot by some people, is a little overrated. Um, Not crazy overrated, but a little bit. But when I watch Full Metal Jacket, like, after after that scene is done, and they go, they go fight uh, the Vietnamese in the hills of England because he wouldn't travel to shoot movies. Um, I'm out. I'm like, after that, it's like that second half of the movie I just don't even care about. Um, Full Metal Jacket is definitely two different movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I don't want to say that he's overrated, mm-hmm. but... Um, the stuff that I want to go back and revisit on a more often basis mm-hmm. is far... Like, I... Doctor Strange Love is good. Yes. I uh, haven't seen it in a very long time, and I'm sure I would enjoy it differently today than I did when I saw it when I was, like, in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clockwork Orange, same situation. Right. I think The Shining is great. Uh, a borderline great film. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of that hinges on the Jack Nicholson performance more than anything else. Like, the two things together, like Kubrick's direction and Nicholson's mm-hmm. performance, if the movie just had one or the other, I don't think it would be as good, but it was the two things together. Let, let me put it this way, because I don't, wanna, I don't want any people to think that I don't like Kubrick the way I don't like other people. What I think is, is he's an amazing director. I think he's a very dry storyteller. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So that's where it comes into. Like, 2001, like, I, it, it, it that movie is ponderous to yes. get through. Yes. I, I noticed, like, notice I skipped over 2001. <laughs> right. No, and I'm not, and I'm not saying that. Like, I've seen, I'm trying to see, like, think of some of the movies, and I can't, and granted, you get later in his life, he, uh, eyes wide shut, we will, I'll stay away from that, just because, you know, that's not his best work. Um, but that's what I'm just trying to say, is I like his stuff, it's just a lot of times, it's beautiful. It's visually stunning, but I'm like, oh, I'm I'm just not invested in in some of this and some of the movies more. You know what I mean? Like you said, like uh, Jack Nicholson in 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 The Shining. He like just there are cla- like here's Johnny is like iconic. There's nothing you know. It's one of the most iconic movie scenes in like you know all of creation. And that that scene that uh, where the hotel was. Did you know that's the university? In, in Raiders of the Lost Ark? The interiors? 
The, the outside shots. Oh, no, I didn't I know that. the whole thing. I think the whole, I think at least maybe the insides or something like that. But from what I remember was that Kubrick was shooting, was like shooting long because you know how he was. He was a perfectionist. That they had to wait, like Spielberg had to wait a little bit to shoot Raiders, like got behind because of it. From what I remember in like one of the documentaries that I okay. watched. But anyway. Um, I'm off on a tangent, as I often do. And then Full Metal Jacket is half of a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. Second half is okay, not great, but that first half, uh, up mm. until, as you mentioned, they go off into the jungles of the hills of, <laughs> of uh, England, <laughs> Yes, is a near-perfect movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Arlie Army, you will be missed. Yes. And also we lost... Uh, the great Harry Anderson. Underrated. Now, there's there's a guy who's underrated. I, I wouldn't say that he was underrated. I think he was underappreciated. Underappreciated. You know why? Because I think when it came to what he was known for was Night Course. Night Court, John Larroquette overshadowed him. Right. He was the glue mm-hmm. that held everything together. But I th- when I think of Dan Fielding more as the character, right? Right. The broad strokes of his character. Whereas mm-hmm. with Harry, the judge, Harry Anderson, I think of the more nuanced parts of the character that they built with him, the relationship that he had with his father, the Mel Torme stuff, the magic, the individual moments, as opposed to, like, the broad strokes of a character. Right. Which was maybe the, the reason it was there is because most of it was probably him. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the whole Mel Torme, the whole magic, that was him. I, I obviously don't know much about his relationship with his father in real life. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> right. But, like, like most of the beats that you hit with with him as Harry, as uh, Judge Harold T. Stone, uh, was pretty much, you know, Harry Anderson. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that, that did it where Dan Fielding was just, like, the character that everybody was – he was the – he was the punch. He was like the, the like the good the comedy. The remembrance had like a lot of the the great lecherous stuff. Um, but I I see what you're saying. Uh, but Night Court was a great show, and it's so funny too because I I forget how we even came up, but just like that night before, uh, April and I were talking about what a good show Night Court was. Which is funny because we were me and uh, Scott the summer you were out. That we're, we're out Saturday, and he ended up saying, do, "Do you remember the Cheers scene where he, where he, where Harry the Hat was playing the guy for Coach's money?" I don't. Um, there, I'm not as up on the earlier years of Co- of Cheers as I am on the later years of Cheers. Basically, there was this whole thing where this guy was kind of screwing over Coach. I'm giving the gist of it. It's not going to be perfect, but the whole thing was he. he he was going to get uh, coach's money back and Harry Anderson came in. He was going to play this guy for the money. And coach was like, we need somebody. He's like, I just need somebody to watch Harry Anderson's hand. And uh, let me know when he, I, he can, he, I can beat three. Like I'll have three Queens when that'll beat something. And he's like, okay, who should do it? And he's like, coaches, I want to do it because this is for me and blah, blah, blah. And he goes, everybody's like, no, you can't have coach do it. He's like, oh, well, nobody will suspect coach. So he says, all right, when you, when he can, when I can beat whatever hand he's got, you scratch your nose. So they're, they're playing the game and, 
he's like, he's like, did you see that? And he's like, he scratches his nose and, and the guy's like, all right, I could beat Harry Anderson's hand. And he's like, did you see that? I forget what the guy's name was. Like, I scratched my nose. And he's like, yeah, I saw that. He's like, cause it was itchy. Cause it was itchy. And it just, this goes on for a minute and a half. And they're all like, shut up. You're going to give it away. And in the end, he's like, Harry Anderson wins. And he's like, well, why did you scratch your nose? He said, cause I, cause it was actually itchy. I didn't mean it because he had a good, he had a hand you could beat. And then in the end, it turns out coach was with Harry to screw that, the guy that was, that, they were with coach that thought coach was with them. It was this whole big long con, but me and Scott were just like doing this whole bit about Harry Anderson, Harry, the hat. And then like, I'm just like, Oh my God, like I have to text Scott. He, Harry Anderson died. Um, but yeah, he was in a couple of, he was in four or five episodes, I think of cheers. And then he was like almost a reoccurring character. And then he got night court and that was it. Right. Um, I know, mo- like, he was in a really good episode of Tales from the Crypt. I know our buddy DJ had mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Um, he was also on a episode of 30 Rock, and I say an, a recent episode of 30 Rock, you know, th- from 10 years ago, mm-hmm. where to grant uh, Kenneth the page's dying wish, <laughs> they they pulled the strings to get the sur- the living members of uh, of Night Court together to act out for him the script he had wrote. Uh, the oh, fanfic script that he had wrote. So were they all there? Like whoever was, you know, uh, I think John Larroquette was the only one who wasn't there. He no showed it. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. But yeah, he was one of those guys. Like I, I, I like I said, just very underappreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was great in everything that he did. He picked his projects uh, wisely. You know, you don't. You don't recall him being in any stinkers. He wasn't like some... You never heard stories about him being a jerk-off or something, you know? I heard he was hard to work with, though. Really? I heard a lot of stories he was hard to work with. Hmm. Like, really hard to work with. That's why he wasn't in a lot of stuff. God. And he, well, and he went... Well, that's you know, obviously... Well, what I mean is later on, like, he didn't have any shows out. Because didn't he do, like, a... He did a TV show about... uh Barry, oh, who was it? The cartoonist? Dave Barry. Dave Barry. And then that was it. And he was also in It. Remember he was in the miniseries It? Right. Well, as Wait. I'm looking up, um, you know, his, his history here, you know, after he did the, the, the Dave Barry show, which was on, what was it called? Uh, Dave's World. Right. You know, that was on for what it was. And then he would do like spots here and there, but he went, he moved to New Orleans and opened up, like, a jazz club. Yep, and a magic shop. Yeah, so. you know what I mean? Like, it was just like, yeah, I'm done. You know, I've been doing this for however long it's been. I'm done. I I vaguely remember, too, hearing things that he was done to. Like, I don't know, allegedly, because I want to get sued by his family, um, that he was hard to work with. So, but uh, I remember, like I said, it and... I remember Barry's World a little bit watching that, not really liking it because, you know, I was expecting Harold T. Stone at the time. Mm-hmm. Now, was John Aston his father on Night Court? Did it turn out to he turned out to be his father, right? Yeah, that was his dad, who was in the mental right. institution. Yeah, but he's much better now. <laughs> and and see, that's another thing is like while this was all going on, um, on the Gilbert Gottfried podcast Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Uh, they always try to get like old Hollywood types, right, to be on the show. And the problem with that is you're getting old Hollywood types, 
who may not be in control of like their lives currently for a variety of reasons, right? Mm-hmm. And you're also working with a very small window. Right. Because there's been many a times where, like, literally they'll book a guest, get everything scheduled, and then in between the booking of the guest and when the guest is supposed to show up, they pass away. Just due right. to the age of the guests that they have mm-hmm. on, right? So I guess they had posted this big thing over the weekend saying they had been in touch with John Aston, they had been in touch with his people, and then every time, like, the tr- like the trail would just, like, fall cold, and then, like, somebody else would be handling his affairs, and then somebody else would be handling his affairs. And they're like, hey, you know, we know that this person, and they're like, hey, make a heartfelt plea. We know his people do social media for him. Let them know that we would want him on the show. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, and obviously you don't want to say, like, oh, that person's dead and this person's alive, but, you know, he's a guy, like, John Aston's like, 90. Mm -hmm. And he's been, you know, in stuff since the 50s? And he's done, like, dozens of things. I think he would be a great guest, and it was just like, eh, it all brings it back to, you know, because, you know, whether it be Riddler or Adam's family or all the other things that he did, the first thing when I think of John Aston is he was Harry's dad on Night Court. Well, that comes down to the same way that you could say Brent Spiner was Data from uh, Star Trek The Next Generation. Right. He will always be Doug Wheeler to me, and no matter what, and... I, he was I don't know Com- who Doug Wheeler is. You don't know who Doug uh, is? Doug it, oh, is. Uh, the, isn't he the the Amish guy? He no, he was the, the, the well, he wasn't Amish, but he was the he was the hick that, right w- from the Bob or Bob Wheeler, Bob Wheeler. Okay, Bob and June Wheeler. Yes, they had like all the misfortune over the like they were they were around, and then he went off and he did Star Trek: The Next Generation, and he never came back. Oh, so he's a big shot. He's a big shot, but he was at a Comic Con that I was at, and I'm like. If I had a if I had an eight by ten glossy of him as Bob Wheeler, oh my god, I would get that signed in a heartbeat. Oh my goodness. Mm. So again, two great actors, two great uh, Hollywood types. They will sorely be missed. Who's going to be the third, Joe? Well, again, not Hollywood, but Barbara Bush uh, passed away as we're recording this. Oh, did she? I said I didn't see that. Yeah. Uh, she had t- fallen ill over the weekend, and they said that she was under, like, guarded care, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then literally, like, minutes, be- you know, w- minutes into this recording, she had passed away. So that's the third. We're good now. Right. Everybody's okay. The guy who invented Pac-Man is fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and And John Aston is good, so. Right. So, Todd, let's get to the announcement of what we're going to be watching next week, or what we're going to be watching over the next seven days and then discussing next week. Right. Is it a, is it a Harry Anderson movie? It is not a Harry Anderson movie, Todd. Uh, uh, what's the Lee Emery? Oh, <laughs> Lee Emery? No, it's not a Lee Emery movie <laughs> either. Right. Being that Lee Emery's not a real person. Right. Or Lee Ermey is not in this film either. Okay. Todd, let's go back to the year 1993. Mm-hmm. 25 years ago, Todd, mm-hmm. a golden age for Hollywood. I'm going to read to you, Todd, some of the movies that came out in <laughs> 1993 to show you how strong of a year of movies this was, okay? Okay. Uh, you've got um, Groundhog Day. Ooh, big movie. The Crying Game. Wow. Okay. Army of Darkness. You don't care about that. 
Falling Down. Great movie. Fire in the Sky. Was that the dragon movie? No, that's the alien movie. Okay. Oh, the yeah. The abduction right. movie. With uh, D.B. Cooper. Uh, D.B. Sweeney. Yes. Yes. Uh, as I continue, oh, the, the good movies we're going to talk about. You know, uh, The Sandlot, uh, you know, your, your mileage on that one smalls. may vary. You're killing me, Smalls. Okay. Uh, my Neighbor Totoro. That one I don't know. Okay, it's one of those big uh, Studio Ghibli films. It's like the first one to be announced. Mm-hmm. Or that came out here in the States. Not starting to dip a little bit, but again, just to kind of give you a feel for where we are in 1993. The Super Mario Brothers movie. Oh, we're not watching that? No. Cliffhanger. John Lithgow. Mm-hmm. Jurassic Park. Legitimately a great movie that still holds up today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sleepless in Seattle. Okay. Son-in-Law, the Pauly Shore opus. I'm more of a Biodome man, but go ahead. All right. I think I think they should have, and it's terrible to say, after Son-in-Law came out, they should have took a gun <laughs> and put it to the back of Pauly Shore's head and killed him so we would forever remember him as uh, Crawl, which was slightly different than the Weasel in Son-in-Law. <laughs> okay. All right. I thought you said crawl. No, anyway. crawl. I wish he was in crawl. Oh, let me get on the horn on <laughs> remaking that starring Pauly Shore. Uh, right. In the Line of Fire. Great Clint Eastwood movie. Okay. Weekend at Bernie's 2. Great. That's still a great movie. Okay. Um, just looking over some of that. Uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. One of probably the last good Mel Brooks movie. Right. The Fugitive. Great movie. Okay. When Harrison Ford could still act. But anyway, go ahead. Right. Again, maybe his last great movie as well. Uh, True Romance. Okay. All right. You're with me on that one. Uh, I'm just looking. We're like it, we're, we're in like September, October, so it's a bunch of questionable stuff. Demolition Man. Great movie. Mm-hmm. Rudy. Uh, okay. All right. Again, Nightmare Before Christmas. Never saw it. Okay, Carlito's Way. I've never gone that way. Right. Uh, Adam's Family Values. That's the second one, right? That is the second one. Okay. Not Mrs. the pinball Doubtfire. game. Doubtfire. Okay. Uh, Wayne's World 2. Mm-hmm. Schindler's List. That's a good movie. Wait a minute. So I saw that Spielberg had Schindler's List and Jurassic Park out in the same year. Right. I'm just giving you an idea of what sort of year we're looking at in 1993. That's a powerful year for okay. Spielberg, but go ahead. Right. Uh, what's Eating Gilbert Grape? Mm-hmm. Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Right. Tombstone. Ooh, the pile driver. Right. Grumpy Old Men. Great movie. And Philadelphia. Uh, yes, that's, I think that was what made Tom Hanks after Dragnet. Right, after Bachelor Party, after Dragnet. Right. Then it was that. But we're not going to be watching any of those movies, but I wanted to give you a, a time capsule of what that year looked like, Todd. hmm Because of all those great movies, I put my money down on a different movie, Todd. hmm A different summer movie that I thought was going to be the end-all, be-all. <laughs> And suffice to say, it didn't even crack the top 10 box office for the year. It didn't crack the top 20 box office for the year. Regardless of this game, or this movie, having an NES game, uh, action figures, 
uh, a tie-in with Burger King's, uh, uh, remember when Burger King decided to do table service? Oh, yeah. And then a tie-in with these fancy lenticular cups that you had to put a sleeve over and twist it yourself. They didn't really master the lenticulation just yet. Mm-hmm. This is a movie. We talked before about Harry Anderson. Harry Anderson being an unappreciated actor. Mm-hmm. I feel this is a movie underappreciated, maligned, fantastic soundtrack, and today is a movie that needs to be dis- rediscovered by people, and we are going to help bring that to the forefront, Todd. Mm-hmm. The movie that we're going to be watching is a movie directed by John McTiernan, who did movies like Predator, Die Hard, Hunt for Red October, written by Shane Black, uh, who did everything from the Lethal Weapon movies to one of the Iron Man movies, Mm -hmm. starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Last Action Hero is the movie for next week. (sighs) Okay, let me just (laughs) say... The ramp up. The... I'm I'm breathless. John. All right, I'm breathless for this movie. All I'm gonna say is you hit on the most perfect thing, the soundtrack. The soundtrack, Todd. Oh, oh, oh. I'm gonna say. Can we just listen week. to the soundtrack? No, no, I really want to watch the movie. <laughs> I did. I want to discuss the soundtrack right now. Okay. Just for just for one song, but I'm gonna hold it. I'm gonna hold it till next week. Okay. I'm I'm gonna guess. Because well, I obviously well again. I'm not even gonna say. I just want to let you know. Mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of music on my MP3 player. It's mostly M- podcasts and everything else like that. Mm-hmm. That is one of four songs that holds a permanent place on my on my MP3 player because I love that song so much. Uh, which one, Joe? Uh that would be uh, the ACDC song. <laughs> is it Danger? No, it's Big no, it's Gun. Big Gun. Big Gun. That's- oh, I gotta reach through Skype and slap Go ahead. you. But they say, you know, the danger of the song, Big Gun. First song, oh. right on, the, right up front, on the, on the soundtrack, great song. Mm. Okay, I just want to say this. The Summer You. Yeah. You both, you both like, uh, 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 Deadpool, the, you hate the Ryan Reynolds. You right. Hate, like, you know, you go down the list. The what his, he hates, hates Big Gun by ACDC. He can suck hey, it. Yes, he can. So that's the alternate you. That's like the the divergent of the summer and winter you guys. Ugh. Um, but yeah, oh, I will. I'm list. I'm going to listen to that whole soundtrack for next <laughs> week too. I'm. I am. I'm just. It's gonna happen. Right. That song might flow in and out of my lineup anyway. All right. Good. I'm saving. I'm saving it all. You have me so excited. I do actually. I was a big fan of Last Action Hero. So. So just a little in, a little more information about this. The, uh, the failure of this movie mm-hmm. is the reason I hate Jurassic Park. <laughs> what? Okay. Are you saving that for next week? No, or? I'm saying this now. And I say I hate Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park is a very good movie. Holds up, as Todd mentioned. It's rewatchable. The special effects from 25 years ago look just as good as, if not better, than other movies released currently today. Um, but Jurassic Park was actually supposed to come out later in the summer, and they moved it up to compete directly with Last Action Hero. 
Oh, and this so the beats. weekend that Last Action Hero came out was the weekend that Jurassic Park came out, and that was the I wanted to go see Last Action Hero. <laughs> Every I also wanted to see Jurassic Park, but it was opening weekend. I'm like, I could wait on Jurassic Park. I want to see Last Action Hero. All of my friends, they all wanted to go and see Jurassic Park. So that night, we ended up going to see Jurassic Park. I was, you know, I don't know how the hell old I was, 25 years ago. My gazette is 16. So, you know, I didn't have, like, direct, constant access to a car whenever I could. So I had to see Last Action Hero another day. But by that time, the word had even got out. Now, keep in mind, this was not the internet day and age where, like, <laughs> you know a movie sucks two weeks before it comes out. <laughs> this was like newspaper and magazines and TVs where things moved a little bit slower. It, like by like that Sunday, the word is already out. Last Action Hero is a bomb. It's That's a right. failure. It sucks. It's kind of like you know you're walking down the streets like, hey buddy, you got a light? Yeah, here you go. Oh. And did you hear Last Action Hero sucked? Right. That's the kind word of mouth, baby. Ah. Yeah. <sighs> But again, it's 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 one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, you know what? What, what happens if we put uh, Big Gun against uh, City of Crime and see who comes out on oh. top? I think Big Gun is a better song altogether. <laughs> is there a video? That we, well, no. Every yes. ACDC video is just them in concert with clips of the movie behind them. Whoa, whoa wait a minute. What? I know what this video is. It's it is a it is a concert, but it is uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger shows up as the character from the movie at the concert while they show clips of the movie. <laughs> you got no, you got to watch that video because it's a fantastic video, especially to see Angus Young on Schwarzenegger's shoulders because Angus Young is like four foot negative three, right. And then he's on Schwarzenegger, and he's like playing the guitar, and Schwarzenegger's in, in the schoolboy outfit. Oh, it's fantastic! Oh, now I'm all worked up. All right, now I'm good. big gun worked up. Good. I'm excited. I'm I'm excited for you, Todd, to getting a chance to watch me watch Last Action Hero. Oh, I can't wait to enjoy you enjoying Last Action Hero. <laughs> Oh my god. All right. So is hang on. Let's let's check one last thing. Is hey. it streaming? Let's see. I'm checking to see if you could get Last Action Hero anywhere. The internet's thinking, so I appreciate your patience here, ladies and gentlemen. Most of these sites that you could check to see if things are streaming don't work so well. They don't stream well? No. Dun, dun, dun. I'm still thinking. It looks like you could purchase it, like your through your Amazons or your YouTubes or whatever it is, uh, for three bucks. But it's not on any of your uh, major streaming uh, services, sadly. Right. Uh, but I'm sure our industrious listeners will find a way to watch Last Action Hero. Right. All right. So is there anything else that we need to cover, Todd? This was a, a, a hefty episode, but I had an agenda coming into it. 
you did have an agenda. I think we're good. All right. So, everyone, thanks for listening to episode 178, Longbox Heroes After Dark. Uh, soon to be named network.com, soon to be named network.tumblr.com, uh, and of course, longboxheroes.com slash store. Shirts, pins, the deal is only good until uh, the end of the month, and then, uh, you know, regular price for everything. Right. So, thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, we'll catch you all here next week for Last Action Hero. And we're going to take the crown back.